Hey, and welcome to When She Leads, a podcast for women in ministry. I'm your host, Brenda Leavenworth, and I want to sit around the table with you, grab a cup of coffee, and consider the complexities and realities of leading as a woman. I'll be joined by an awesome team of women from across the globe, and together, we'll bring our experience, research, victories, and of course, our failures. Together, we will confront each topic biblically and practically. We can't see people as tools. Um, You've got to see people as human beings, you know, with needs and with um, emotions and with desires and with dreams and with pain and um, yeah, to, to walk with them, them um, through the whole journey of serving, but not to see them as tools to be used. Well, our focus today is servant appreciation, do's and don'ts. Kelly and Jody are here today. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm good. Doing good. Awesome. Um, I just as we're starting out in appreciation, I really thought like genuinely, I truly appreciate both of you. And no, Aww. just honestly, like genuinely, I was thinking about this and I was thinking, man, these podcasts like take time. They take time away from your families, away from your home ministries. Um, you have to do research. It takes energy. And this team does this all on a volunteer basis. And so um, yeah. I'm blessed, really, honestly, I'm blessed to serve Aww. alongside each of we, you. We appreciate you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We need to go to lunch in Ireland. We need to go to lunch in Ireland. Um, Whether you're a volunteer, you know, I think of all these names for for, uh, servants and volunteers, helpers, assistants, aides, partners, colleagues, co-workers, team members, communities, boards, crews, ministry partnerships, ministry leaders, deacons, elders, pastors. You said earlier, Kelly, family, call it what you want, but we are all servants of Christ, and as servants— we must learn to appreciate one another. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of our goal today is that we would share um, just maybe some do's and don'ts of appreciating one another. Yeah, and I just think, you know, it's our goal always, isn't it, to be more like Christ? Yeah. And, you know, um, Mark ten forty five says, um, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And, you know, Christ was a servant and um, to model him, you know, to become more like him. Um, I think serving is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always served in any church that I've gone to. And it's been, you know, wonderful and difficult. Yeah. Um, but I don't think, you know, if, you, if you're talking about in sort of worldly terms, like going up the leadership ladder, like, there's in in the in the kingdom of God. There's at no point that you stop being a servant, and right. the reason for that, of course, is Jesus Christ, because he was, you know, God incarnate, and um, and he lived his life as a servant, um, for many. It says, you know, and yeah. gave his life for a ransom for all. And right. so I love some of those words that you just said there, Brenda, like colleague, mm-hmm. team member. You know, there's no sense in which we're lording it over anybody just mm-hmm. like Jesus didn't lord it over anybody you know we're working we're coming alongside people who are also fellow servants in in the the work of the kingdom mm-hmm. and um yeah so ultimately if we're thinking about like why why should we even serve in a church i think Jesus is the answer for that amen that's great i think too to add to that i that was my first one too but also Every believer has a gift, and we see the list of gifts, you know, in Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12, and 
how everyone has a gift. And I love Paul's analogy as we are a body and you're a toe and you're a hand. And uh, even when he writes his letters, Paul writes to the church, it's almost like an assumption that they're all serving and they're doing the using the gift that God has given them to edify the church and to you know win people to Christ. And so I don't know, to me, it's almost an assumption at how he's doing it and that every part is necessary. And just like if a part of you is sick, if you're, I've had a lot of back issues, and when my back's out, I just almost feel like I can't function because every part affects every part. Right. And the same with the body of Christ. You have somebody who's not using their gift to, or using it unhealthily or has uh, set it on the shelf. We all suffer for that. And so it really is a team and co-labors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so as far as serving one another, that's, right. I think, another reason. And Jesus, I mean, so many times, you know, gives us the principle that if we're to be the the top dog, the one that, you know, when the boys were saying who gets to be at his right yeah. hand, it's like, no, 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 you need to be the chief servant. Yeah. And so I think there's that precedence. He set the precedence in John 13 when he washed the disciples' feet. He gave us a really good good yeah. example uh, of that. And so yeah. we should be—it shouldn't even be just, the, you know, leaders appreciating their servants, although there is there are— there's room for that, yep. you know, as a leader, as an example to appreciate people, but we should be appreciating one another. Yeah. And that- I think Nehemiah is a great example of that too, because when he was leading the charge to rebuild, all his wording, all his pronouns were we. I mean, he obviously was set apart and the leader and making the plan and guiding and directing them that it's, we're going to do this. And and that's how he empowered the people. And, and they all came together as a team. There's issues down the line, but I mean, mm-hmm. um, I like how he did that. He was a great example, too. I I think that, you know, just even from a leadership standpoint, like, words matter. Like, I think when we do use, we we try not to say, join us. It's like, no, let's get together. Yeah. We we intentionally, we don't use the word volunteer. We use the word servant here and, or like you said, team member Mm -hmm. or something. We use those types of words so that we don't know. Because I think when you think volunteer, you think I can show up or I don't have to show up. But in the body of Christ, like, no, we we want to show up. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we, we're a team. And um, so I think that, yeah. you know, just establishing that servanthood right up front is right. so important. I like Paul, co-laborers, fellow mm-hmm. ministers. I think those are good. Yeah. And I think, you know, those terms help us to, as leaders, um, when we're thinking about people who are on our teams and stuff, um, you know, to to really value them. Okay, you can do things, of course, lovely things for people, um, have dinners of appreciation and gifts and things like that. And those things are great and we should do that, absolutely. Um, but also I think, you know, um, coming alongside a person, seeing them, spending time with them, um, discipling them essentially, seeing their gifts and helping them to be a part of helping them to grow in their gifts and soar with their strengths and learn how to um, serve God better and more and um, to see them bloom and to see them grow. You know, if we can take part in that, if we can, you know, rather than saying, here's your job, off you go and do it, you know, to walk beside them, to scaffold them in that, you know, and to be a part of it. And if things go, 
you know, say, for example, on a women's ministry team, you give a girl an opportunity to teach and it goes horribly wrong, you know, rather than like writing a big X over her name then and be like, oh, well, she's not a teacher, you know, maybe just to get together with her and be like, let's talk about this, you know, let's mm-hmm. see where things went wrong. Let's see how we can do this better. Let me pray with you. Let me help you. You might feel embarrassed. You might feel discouraged. Like I'm here. I'm. You're not on your own. You know, we're fellow workers in this and, you know, I'm, I'm here to, to walk beside you. Yeah. Um, on this journey and in some ways I think that's kind of almost the, one of the best ways we can appreciate people yeah. you know I think that's great that's great investing in them is a, is definitely important yeah like um, not just seeing them as tools like you know it's funny isn't it that we use the phrase with God we say use me Lord we never really ask other human beings to use us yeah. like use me <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of strange that we ask the Lord to use us. But that comes out of a saved heart, doesn't it? A renewed heart, because he gave everything for us. He was God and he gave up his honour and glory, his power and might, and he came to earth to live as a man. And he served everyone. And then he died for us, you know. And when you come to know Jesus, there's something that stirs in your heart that says, use me, Lord. Like, I want to be used by you. I want to be effective in your kingdom. Um, but but we have to remember that's um, sort of an attitude unto the Lord and we can't be using each other, right? you know, and we, yeah. we can't see people as tools. Um, you've got to see people as human beings, you know, with yeah. needs and with um, emotions and with right. desires and with dreams and with pain. And um, yeah, to, to walk with them, them um, through the whole journey of serving, but not to see them as tools to be used. Right. Wow. Or people like, oh, good, now I have them. They can, uh, I don't have to worry about that. Or they can be used to build up my ministry, you know, yeah. definitely. Right. That and helping them of- discover their gifts too, not only just how to use them. I think often they don't even know what their gifts are. And it's mm-hmm. exploring that with them. Right. Yeah. I was thinking about First Peter 4, 10 and 11. As each of you has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever speaks as one who speaks the oracles of God, whoever serves as one who mm-hmm. serves by the strength that God supplies in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever. Amen. And mm-hmm. I, I, I love that because everybody does have a place. So someone might be coming to the church like, oh, I'm not gifted. It's like, yes, God is, the Holy Spirit has poured out His Spirit yeah. upon us and given us gifts, and He places us in the body where we see fit. There's so many things that I can't do. There's women I can't minister to that that other people can. They're, they're much more gifted at it than I am. They're, you know, our administration people, they are much more gifted at what they do. They, they astound me with their giftings in that in that realm. And so they need to be in the body, and that's a benefit to the whole body. And like you said, if one person's missing, um, yeah. So what what should a servant, what, what could we expect from, as servants, what should we expect? Hmm. Like what should be our expectations? Well, I guess part, and of, the, appreciation. part of the question is, should we show appreciation? And I, I think our answer is all yes, and how that looks would be different. I mean, when I think of, like in Philippians 2.3, esteeming others, and uh, Ephesians 4.29 about edifying others. So that's in a general sense we're supposed to do that, but so obviously we're supposed to do that to those who work alongside us too. And I think the word appreciation is the recognition and enjoyment of the good qualities of someone or something 
synonyms, regard, esteem. And so I think whether you say it, give a gift, it's a form of valuing them, letting them know that they have value. And I think, um, so as a servant, I think it's great. I, I guess I keep looking at it from us as leaders, how to do it, but you're more, you're more talking about if I'm just, I'm serving, I'm part of the team, do I feel that I should be appreciated? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think of, like, I think of, you know, just servant, when I'm talking about servanthood and God talks so much about us dying to ourselves. And yes, as, as leaders, I think we should appreciate one another, but as leaders, and mm-hmm. we're coming at this from that realm, you know, I, I think of scriptures like, let another man's lips praise you and not your own. Like, just being as a servant, being able to, um, like, I, I want to, I'll just speak for myself. I want to not grow to expect praise from somebody else. As a servant, I don't want to have to be praised to serve the Lord. I don't want to have to receive. Of course, do I love to be appreciated? Absolutely but I don't want to expect it. And I don't know that I should expect it. Right. Um, I don't know that I think that our goal as servants is to try to serve as selflessly as we can. We're, we're to die to ourselves. Um, do we appreciate it? Yes. Should we give it? Yes. Should we expect it? M- maybe not. Maybe that's an area I can grow in. Like, no, I sh- I want to do this under the Lord and not in a isolated way and not that I don't appreciate someone saying thank you. Right. Um, but, well, I mean, it would be hard to say that we would should expect it when it says our expectations only should be from the Lord. And so that's definitely true. I think as humans, we all feel underappreciated at times. That's just the human part of us, right? And so, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. So it is unto the Lord. And when we get our focus off of, did they say thank you? Did they like what I did? And um, if that's our focus and becomes our perspective, yeah, we're going to be we're going to be in trouble and we're going to get disillusioned and uh, probably weary. And I I can't say I haven't done that before. But then you have to refocus. Okay, Lord, why am I doing this? This is to bring you honor and glory, and not for them. And um, so I do understand that. I here fill in somebody. You're going to cut this part out. Somebody jump in. I'm getting oh, okay. conf- I'm getting um, I'm getting confused between okay, good. <laughs> okay. Um I I feel like it's really um freeing actually to let go of the need for praise. Um yes. like because human beings are always gonna let you down. Even people in the church, gosh, maybe sometimes especially people in the church, okay. they're gonna let you down, yeah. you know. They're not gonna say the things you want them to say or see the things you want them to see all the time. Um, and if you sort of serve the Lord and have that heart of like, I'm doing this for you, God, and I know that you see everything and you reward us, you know, um, uh, in the kingdom. And so if you could just let that go, you know, and be like, I'm just going to do it anyway. I'm not even going to think about what people are going to say. Gosh, it's a really freeing experience. Mm-hmm. Like you're not constantly, it frees you from being um, offended, mm-hmm. you know. So I think like we give ourselves a gift when we just take that on board and when we decide we're just going to serve and we're just, it's not even going to be a part of our thinking of whether anybody sees it or appreciates it or anything. And if you get praise or thanks or whatever, it's like a bonus, you know, it's like, well, isn't that nice? But I'm not even paying too much attention to that because I'm not doing it for that, you know, so that's nice. But, you know, 
that's not at all the reason I'm doing this and that's yeah. not the thing that feed me, feeds me. You know, I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit to do what God has called me right. to do. Um, and we, we're just so blessed that God does see all our work and um, nothing is is forgotten or dismissed by God. You know, he sees it all. So I think that's a really freeing experience. So I just say like there's two parts to this, you know, mm-hmm. there's the servant deciding to do it for God and not becoming offended when people let them down, which they surely will. And then the second part of that is for us each to take on board, um, to look out, you know, what does um, Proverbs says, like, don't look only to your own needs, but look to the needs of others. Mm -hmm. And so we have this two-part thing where we're like, we're deciding not to be offended or to need praise all the time, but then we're also looking out to other people and and consciously seeing them and encouraging them whenever we can. And if we all took on those two roles of deciding not to be offended, but also, you know, encouraging and seeing and appreciating wherever we can, um, yeah. like um, then I think, you know, there would be less offense and hurt yeah. within the yeah. church and less maybe sort of abuse within, you know, there's a lot of stories of abuse within volunteer circles and stuff, but there's just a verse in Romans um, 12, verse 10, and it says, be devoted to one another in love honour one another above yourselves. Yeah. And, Amen. you know, um, so that two-part thing where you're devoted in service and you're doing it for the Lord, but you're also honouring people in love yeah. whenever and however you can, you know. Amen. I love how Paul does what you're saying. Um, you know, I feel like maybe I'd never had looked at it as appreciation before, but I feel like in almost all of Paul's letters, when he calls out names and he's commending people and he's lifting them, because to me, he's, to show appreciation means say, I acknowledge you, I see you, I value you and your gifts, you know, and I, I appreciate you. And Paul was good at it. You know, in Romans, he commends Phoebe and Priscilla, Aquila, in Corinth, he affirms their calling and um, he affirms them as churches, he affirms them as individuals. And I think that's appreciation because if you're hearing this letter as they read it to get called out um, yeah, with Paul, I mean, I think that's appreciation. And then like in I had never noticed maybe this either, or now I'm so old, I forget what I knew. I'm not quite sure how it goes. But in <laughs> Philippians 1.3, 2 Timothy 1.3, Colossians 1.3, 1 Thessalonians 1.3, 2 Thessalonians 1.3, he says, you know, I thank God for you and I pray for you. I just thought it was interesting that it was always 1.3. Yeah, but that's how he's affirming them. I see you, I value, I I, I thank God for you, and I, I pray for you. I mean, how much better affirmation do you get than Paul doing that? And mm-hmm. so— I, I even like in Second Thessalonians one three, he says, "I boast about you to others," and mm-hmm. so I think Paul, as a leader, um, he he did that. He had a lot of friends, but he, uh, I don't know, he was really he affirmed them, called them co laborers. It wasn't, you know, right. he it was a team thing. Galatians six ten two says, "So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those who are in the household of faith." And so, I think it's a beautiful partnership for us as servants to serve Christ with all we have, emptying ourselves, dying to ourselves, not expecting the applause or the accolades, uh, and and doing it unto the Lord. And as servants, leaders, servant leaders, we have the ability to appreciate others and recognize their gifts. Not that they even, not that we even deserve it or that we have it coming, but it's just kindness. It's speaking love into someone. It's speaking encouragement. If if I stop you and say, thank you for making me a cup of coffee today, like that encourages you. Like, wow, there's fruit. 
You're just you're just sharing in the harvest of of what God's doing. Um, but then I think simultaneously, and you hit on this a little bit, Jody, is that we shouldn't be suffering abuse either. Mm-hmm. You know, in in bullying tactics or you know someone guilt. <laughs> um, yeah guilt tripping or anything like that. Like there shouldn't be any of that going on. That we should be able to say no if we have something that we have to do or. We can't do that. We have to know our own limits. And and sometimes I think, you know, people genuinely want to please leaders. And so they'll say yes to something maybe that they shouldn't say yes to. And then it becomes, you know, sort of a little bit problematic when we're being maybe disobedient to God and we have to know like our yeah. limits. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the practical stuff, like how we should, um, how can we appreciate servant volunteers, these team members? I like, I like that. Just some, kind of some do's and don'ts, some things that I've, I've thought through. Maybe you guys can add some too. Um, I think just being able to say thank you and being genuinely grateful for the people that you serve with, noticing, you know, when we're walking around. You you talked about, you know, coming alongside people and I, we talked about this. I think in a smaller church, that's easier to do because you know everyone and and you walk side by side. In a larger church, that gets to be a little more difficult um, because some of the servants, like, you know, honestly, like you don't know everyone. You don't know everyone who's serving. There's so many different areas that people serve in. I think, like, I think you were saying it, Jody, that when, you know, when you're small, like you do everything. So you're yeah, you're do all the things. you're doing all the things. It's like you're being you're in general you're doing everything, and then as you get bigger, you have to specialize. So I'm doing a lot of one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and other people and have so to then, do that. Could I ask a question? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I'm supposed to have I'm supposed to have answers on this podcast, but I'm actually asking a question. And you know, when um if you're in a bigger church or whatever, and so you're as you say specializing. So then, do you then kind of um have people who are who are in charge of walking alongside other people it's maybe not you but there are other people who are doing that Absolutely. is that how it works yeah well whoever their ministry team leader is right. a lot of times it's like the ministry team leader would do it and then they probably have leader a leader over them or a pastor over them yeah. and then yeah it kind of goes that like way. if you take appreciation like dinners or luncheons or whatever that you do in a smaller church you can do the whole church in one sitting Whereas, like, even in women's ministry for us, we might not even be able to do women's ministry altogether. It might be, like, the event, the events team, they have a leader, and they may have to get together and be appreciated. Or, you know, the Bible study yeah. team. So each I, ministry has their own team. Sorry, interrupting. Um, so I'm, I suppose I'm just asking, like, in a bigger church, you know, as you say, you, you can't come along and walk beside people and know them. Yeah, I mean, not even like in an appreciation dinner or anything, just in general, in discipleship and raising them up as leaders and encouraging them in their gift. So that filters down the line, like and other people well, are in can, charge of doing that job. I, well, I guess every yes, church does context. it different. Yeah, uh, I mean, okay. you can still do that in a large church. It would just be you have a different sphere of influence that you're probably reaching. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Well, for I me, wouldn't I say would that that's my, not happening. I would disciple my leaders, my team leaders, to okay. have that attitude towards other and then and then that filters down from them to the people they're down. working with and yes. yeah okay cool so yeah. it's not just I'm in charge of this team so that we can get an event done it's 
Yeah. I'm in charge of this team and and I'm discipling them. I'm encouraging them. I'm spending yeah. time with them. Yeah. So it's the same thing yeah. you're doing in a small group. Yeah. There's just more little small groups doing yes, that along the course. way. So we can but say I, I would encourage though when that's happening if you have a large church not to ever lose touch with I mean go beyond your sphere like of of leader say of women's ministry. I mean not to lose touch with everyone yeah. else at the church. I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. You should be among them as well. Personally, yeah. I think that too. So I, that looks different for everybody according to yeah. their time and their gifting. But like, I think just, I'm, I suppose I'm asking that question out of this thought and that's, and that's that like, if I felt maybe, um, okay, if I had team members around me and I and I wasn't investing in them and discipling them and encouraging them and giving them opportunities to use their gift and then scaffolding them and well teaching them and walking them through experiences and if I wasn't doing that and then I just gave them a gift or something once a year or a dinner, I don't know if that gift would mean as much. Like it might feel like a token, you know, mm-hmm. um, rather than an investment in them as 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 people you know and as people that I love and care for but again obviously in a bigger church you can't do that for everybody but you could I suppose like like Brenda you were saying about like creating a culture mm-hmm. you know that you have that culture that it's fed down and that's you know how people um, are appreciated I suppose in a very real way right exactly yeah mm. definitely all right do's and don'ts so do say thank you and be grateful for people. Genuinely make people feel part of the team. I think we've hit on that. Um, mm-hmm. Point to Christ as their leader and the one who they're working on behalf. And, and we've talked through that. Making their aim the mission of God. I think keeping the mission of God in our focus is helpful when we're serving because we can feel taken advantage of sometimes. And I'm sure that Jesus himself maybe thought that he was being taken advantage of a time or two, casting the vision so that they understand the goal, like the, where are we going? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? That's helpful. If I know the why behind why I'm serving, then that makes yeah. my service a little more inspirational and mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to be part of this team. This team's going somewhere and mm-hmm. I want to go with them. Especially if yeah. you share, uh, like say you get emails from people or you hear good input, it's always important to share with your team too yeah. so that they hear oh, yeah. that too because a lot of times they, they don't. We try to share testimonies in that way so that people know, like, hey, this is the fruit of your labor. We get to see that. Um, Here's the one that you were talking about, Jody, creating a culture of gratitude and mutual respect, encouraging one another, loving one another, and appreciating one another. I think that's the culture that you want to create. Um, Explaining spiritual gifts so that they they know what the Lord wants, and we talked about that Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Trying to help them find their place in the body. Do... Deal with people who constantly need accolades because we do come across this as leaders. If we're going to be honest, and this is an honest podcast, there yeah. are people that um, that they're looking for accolades. They're looking for that platform. They're looking for that applause, um, or they have an agenda, or they want a position. And and it's our job, you know, when we're talking about discipleship. Sometimes that's part of discipleship that we need to help people understand. Okay, this isn't like, you know, if you're coming from, let's say, outside the church and you're just brand new to the church and it's like, you want me to do what? Like serve you? You know, that's like kind of a foreign thought. So teaching people that we get to serve the Lord and it's a privilege and it's an honor and it brings glory to God, just having that right mindset. 
Um, and we need, I think as leaders, we need discernment and lots of prayer. Um, mm. You know, zeal and passion for the Lord is different than a zeal and passion for yourself. I really mm. think that like in people, we can um, discern that. And sometimes that's not so easy to lead through that as well. Um, but I think that, again, it's it's our job to, I what's it, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, you know, God's Word is for rebuking and correction and teaching and training in righteousness, and, and these are the things. Now, the on the don'ts list, I would have don't be disingenuous, disingenuine um, or flattering or lying about someone's capability just to bolster their ego. Like, none of us need, need that. Um, make uh, you as a leader— um, let me say that again. Don't be the leader that they feel they have to please you. I think we can get into that trap of people feeling like, oh, I want to please the leader. And, mm. you know, that that can become a cycle that is a dangerous cycle. And then we want to um, not, I think, not overpraise people or make a big deal about someone's talents or giftings like publicly. Um, I think that we should be trying to point to Jesus and bringing Him glory in public spaces. So um, I don't know so much. I, I think I intentionally maybe try not to bring attention to like one person, maybe a team, mm. or if you're on a retreat, thank you to the team who put this together. Those things are great, but I think we have to be careful about really always pointing to like one person's, you know, Talents. I was thinking of Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I think, again, not allowing an applause culture, but creating a genuine appreciation um, culture. You guys have any uh, do's or don'ts that you think through that you can add to that, those lists? Hmm. <laughs> think you might have I mean, co- think you might have covered them. Yeah, that was a, a very comprehensive, comprehensive list. list. We'll just cut it at that yeah. and then go on to something new. I think listening yeah. to their suggestions and getting their input is a big thing mm, to appreciation good, yeah. because it it reminds them that they matter and their opinions matter. Asking them an evaluation after whether it was an event or how things went in their opinion, and then actually listening to their opinions and suggestions. Good. That that just shows that you care about them again and mm-hmm. um, and their input to right. the situation. I think that's important. I think appreciating people, too, helps you make them part of your team instead of thinking, oh, okay, they're here to serve a means or they're here to fill a spot or they're here just to do that thing. Yeah, it's that it's like, no, we're a team. Yeah. We're we're part of the same group. And I think even just getting, even when you get together for a meeting, sometimes we'll have big trainings. We just did like an all-hands women's training. And and it it's at that point, even in those meetings, where you can say, you know what, I appreciate each and every one of you. Each and every one of you are important. Each and every one of you are part of this team. Like we can't we can't move in the direction and the vision without implementation and that implementation is all of us like all of us have to implement and I, I thought about a few just in in kind of wrapping this up a few other things ways that we can encourage obviously we can send thank you cards that's not something 
that we do mm-hmm. it very often. We can send scripture, um, mm-hmm. and then we can thank servants just passing by. You know, mm-hmm. hey, thank you for being here today. Thank you for serving. I appreciate you. I. Kelly, you brought donuts to our staff today. Like she, she is appreciating our sound decks right now. Despite, but that's just a little thing that like you can do to say, you know what? Thank you. I see you. I think that's it. Like I see you. I see yeah. what you're doing, and I appreciate it. Throw my donut at the screen, Kelly. Yeah, <laughs> I ate yours, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think uh, giving them tools they need. For their ministry is important too. I think that shows appreciation for what they do, that we value what they do. And I know you talked about having a specific training, but whatever there, there's so many different ways that they can be serving, whether it's sending them to a conference or buying them a book that has to do with a ministry to help encourage them in that or some way providing them more tools, a podcast to listen to, things like that. I think that shows appreciation too and value for their work and their service. That's good. Well, as we're wrapping up the show today, I was thinking that we should ponder some questions. Um, how do I respond? And we I'm going to take a walk with these myself. How do I respond when I'm treated like a servant? <laughs> how, how do I respond personally? Do I appreciate what my um, fellow workers, right? Do I appreciate my fellow workers? And then do I tell them as a follow-up question to that? And again, I don't think this is just for leaders. I think that's kind of what we discovered through this mm-hmm. is that this is not just for leaders. This is for every servant in the church. Mm-hmm. Do I appreciate my fellow workers and mm-hmm. do I tell them? And then third, how can I help create a genuine appreciation culture within my church? Not one of applause or flattery, but one of encouragement and of gratitude. Yeah. I like those questions. Can I add one thing? Yes, ma'am. I think as if you're talking to leaders, I think being vulnerable with your team is crucial. And I think saying you're sorry when you've messed up or, you know, yeah. different things. I Just like as a parent, I know that I uh, I taught this last week and it was a bomb. Long story. We don't have to go into it. But <laughs> no, I, we it, no, it. No, it was a bomb. <laughs> and I just, it, I just emailed all my leaders and said, you know what, that it was all about me. I made it about me, and that's wrong, and I apologize, and I'm going to change that, and I don't want you to think that that's how you're supposed to do it. And, you know, I mean, right. you have to be willing to be like that for them to grow, too. So I just think that's important. We could throw that in there. And I, I, well, think, when we, I think when we share things, we appreciate that. We, you and I, were a, we were all actually on a Zoom call and um, I did a devotion, and it was too long. And you, and you said, hey, let's cut that devotional time down. And you know what? Honestly, I appreciated that. That's, you know what I mean? Good. That's not appreciation. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think yeah. that there's that mutual respect. Well, yeah. We, we appreciate one another. And so you can say the things that you're just yeah, like. the honesty part. Yeah. Because how are they going to be honest if they don't see you being honest? That's important. Yeah, exactly. So that was my two cents. Well, thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this content helpful wherever you serve. If you're enjoying this content, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this link with a friend. You can also follow us on Instagram at When She Leads. And we wanted to make an announcement. We're creating a community of leaders, and we would love for you to join us as we gather once a month over Zoom. Women from all around the globe are spending a few minutes together each month being encouraged through a devotional, then break off into smaller groups and getting to know other leaders from around the world and praying for one another. 
Email us and simply say, add me to your gatherings and we'll send you a link for our next meetup. Our email address is when she leads podcast at gmail.com. That's when she leads podcast at gmail.com. We would love to see you. Join us at the table next time as we discuss evangelism. Until then, remember to lead people to know, love, and serve Jesus.